now. We're recording. Oh, yeah, last thing real quick, keep in mind that this is, even though yes, Harrison, Gallison County, that's where we're at. This is kind of just like a just general for really everyone. Sure. So you can say sure. it for example, but just, just so you know that this is people outside of those two counties are, are going to hear this podcast. Understood. Cool. All right. Ready? Let's do it. All righty. All right. Hello and welcome everyone to another exciting episode of Bridge the Gap where we're connecting business perspectives. My name is Colton Cockrell. I am a certified financial fiduciary and an independent financial advisor with Cheryl McKinley Group. So with me, as always, across, I guess, the internet here virtually, I have the wonderful Trisha Stetzel. Trisha, what is going on? Hey, Colton. Trisha Stetzel here, Results Extreme Business Solutions. And here on Bridge the Gap, our purpose is to interview local business professionals and industry experts. And our goal is to bridge the generational gender and life experience gap in business through our own unique styles of gathering information from our guests. And we can't be here if it wasn't for our sponsor. So I want to thank Jim Butcher, who is a relationship banker with Allegiance Bank. So thank you, Jimmy. Now, Trisha, you want to introduce our um, pretty incredible guest today? Yes, I would love to do that. I was, I wish we had some like background stadium, <laughs> right? <laughs> Clapping. <laughs> so I am privileged to introduce our guest today, Mr. Billy Wayne Nesesta with Goosehead Insurance. We are so excited for you to come on and talk to us today, Billy Wayne. Hey guys, I appreciate the invite and I'm happy to be here. All right, my friend Colton, are you ready? I am ready to jump into it. And real quick, just a little bit about Billy Wayne. Um, so he is an independent uh, PNC agent. So I like working with independent individuals just because they have access to a lot of different policies, a lot of different different things that just people who are captive, uh, they don't have access to. So Billy Wayne's a great guy and he's definitely an industry expert because he has to know a whole lot more about certain things because again, they offer a lot of different policies and they cover a lot of different um, types of things. So Billy Wayne, we're going to jump right in. Uh, really, we're going to kind of keep it. I know what, what you do, it's, it's very broad. There's a lot of pieces to uh, property and casualty, but we're going to kind of keep it specific to, you know, windstorm and to a uh, flood. So I'm going to start us off with flood insurance. So let me first ask this because I hear this. Uh, can you, can you kind of explain what a X zone is? Yeah, that is <clears throat> considered a non-preferred uh, flood zone. And when I say non-preferred, Pretty much everybody in uh, the greater Houston area um, is in a flood zone. Now, an X zone means it's less likely to flood than, you know, let's say a, an AE zone or a high velocity V zone. Um, but when you say an X zone, 60% of the people that flooded in Harvey were in an X zone, zones that aren't supposed to flood. Um, so with that, um, happening and it was kind of happening before they're starting to redraw some maps and um, things like that and people that were in what is considered a preferred zone and X zone are now finding themselves in the next zone up which would be uh, an AE zone which is considered a probable flood area. So, so walk me through that. So FEMA, I'm assuming they're redrawing the flood maps. Mm -hmm. So for people who were in an X zone and now they're in a, did you say an AD zone? A, a, a is an apple, E is an elephant. So an AE zone, tell me what, what do they need to do or what are questions that they need to ask their PNC agent? Uh, well, they need to be asking, um, you know, it's kind of hard right for, for us as agents right now to know exactly where these flood maps are going until they're published there. 
Um, but once they are published, they will have two years grandfathered in under um, their old plan, which would have been the next zone at that point. So they will have two years um, to one, either um, lift their house, um, get it out of the flood zone, um, or just kind of uh, get an elevation certificate, have an agent run it and see, you know, kind of what their flood cost is going to be. Um, because at that point, if they do have a mortgage on that property and they're going from an X to an AE, it is now going to be mandatory to carry that flood insurance where in an X zone, it's not mandatory. So they're going to need to prepare to one, either sell the house if they're not willing to pay the price of the AE zone or, you know, look at some other options. And so, and sorry, Trisha, I'm just asking all the questions here. I just got one last thing there. So when it comes to, you know, being moved to an AE zone, is there going to be some kind of notification? How are you going to know? Yeah, it'll come from FEMA. So basically what'll happen is if you're, you currently carry insurance and you're in an X zone, you will get notification from whoever the carrier is, whether it's written through FEMA or a private company saying, Hey, um, this is what's happening. You're being moved into an AE zone. Here is an estimate of what your premium might be. Um, and you know, it'll go into detail about how long you have until this change takes effect. Um, and then uh, if you are currently uh, aren't insured then, and you have a mortgage, then the mortgage company will receive an elevation certificate. Uh, I mean, a, I'm sorry, a loan determination from FEMA saying, hey, this address is now being considered in a flood zone and, um, you know, kind of giving them warning that they're going to want to force you to have a flood policy. Oh, that's really important to know. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, I'm, it's, I'm over here taking like tons of notes I'm, <laughs> and Colton's asking all the questions. I'm taking notes over here. So I, I was going to ask about the X zone. So the X zone today is our people who don't necessarily have to have flood insurance. So where I live, I'm in League City. I have, we have carried um, flood insurance for the 13 years that we've lived here. And we're, I guess, I would assume an X zone because we're mm -hmm. not required. So what I hear you saying is I should expect to hear from, if, if our zone changes where we're at, I should expect to hear from the carrier that I already have my flood insurance through. And it's possible that my premiums are going to go up. Is that what you're telling me? Yes, ma'am. Very possible. Uh, don't hold my feet to the fire on it, but um, yeah. So if, if for whatever reason, um, you know, your subdivision or um, I think they do it by latitude and longitude and okay. know, where the water has been previously and things like that. Um, I mean, there is possible that, you know, who knows all of least all of league city may eventually be, um, in your, in your situation, maybe a flood zone at, at sure. some point. Yeah, well, that's interesting. So leading, you know, going from flood insurance to uh, windstorm, mm -hmm. uh, we were talking a little bit before we started recording here about Texas windstorm, and there are actually other, we don't have to have Texas windstorm, we have mm -hmm. other options. So can mm -hmm. you talk to us about that? Yeah, there are starting to become more and more companies that are having uh, small little appetites for uh, windstorm being included in their homeowners policy. Mm -hmm. And what that means is, um, Currently, the way, it, you know, in the older days, it was either you had um, windstorm in your policy and there was only maybe two carriers that did it. And if not, you had Texas wind. And that was the only option. And um, but here over the last five to 10 years, you're starting to see uh, more companies 
they'll come in and they'll write a little bit, like little pieces of uh, business in the area. So that way they're not overloading if there were to be a hurricane or something like that, that they would get themselves in a crunch and not be able to pay their claims. Um, and that's the great thing about me being an independent agent. Right now I've got um, probably five or six carriers that do include windstorm and high risk wind areas, whether, um, you know, parts of Harris County, when you get into, uh, you know, the Kima area and all that, um, Galveston, Brazoria, Matagorda, all along the coast. And there's, uh, that's always the driving cost of an insurance policy. And what I mean by that is you write a brand new homeowner's policy and let's say Austin, Texas, uh, it's a half a million dollar home and the homeowner's premium is $900. You write a half a million dollar home on Galveston Island, Lake City, any, anywhere along the, the coast, that's probably going to be closer to a $3,500 premium. And that is due to the exposure of windstorm. Um, in Austin, you don't have a large windstorm exposure due to hurricanes and thing. I mean, we normally leave here and drive to Austin. <laughs> so um, that's a, that's a key component in um, keeping the prices low uh, in this area is taking the risks off of Texas windstorm and placing them with these private carriers um, to help keep the burden off the state for one, because if, um, we have another large storm that comes in and, you know, 75% of the population does have Texas windstorm. That's a lot of money being paid out. That is essentially backed by the state once the, the funds run out for Texas windstorm. So what you're saying is it's important for you to go ahead and look at first private options for windstorm. And if you can't get a private uh, policy or if it's too much or whatever, then you can resort back to um, Absolutely. Texas. Okay. That is 100%. I, I try my very, very best to not place a single customer with Texas Windstorm. I mean, it's, um, I bet I have in my entire agency, I bet I have five of them. I mean, I, I try my hardest not to. And is it the price, Billy Wayne, or is it the coverage, or is the coverage the same no matter which company? Um, it's not necessarily the price. Uh, it's usually a little cheaper if it's built into the home policy. Um, and then uh, the coverage is about the same. I mean, you can, okay. it's how quickly your claims will get handled, how much competition you're going to have uh, at claims time. Because if you're uh, with a carrier that, you know, has it included and they only have a 6% uh, push into the market, then you have a lot of less competition than, than 75% with, Texas windstorm. So it, that's my opinion. The blue tarp's not on your on your roof as long as what it would be. Yeah. Okay. No, that makes sense. That's a good visual. Um, so Colton, I'm taking over here. Sorry. <laughs> I figured since you managed the first part of this, I would just manage the second part. Oh, you missed windstorm. Okay. Yeah. So I'm. I am curious though um, about the. So I live in a place where I have to have windstorm. I don't have a choice. So if someone lives in an area and they want to have windstorm, even though they're in an area that they don't need it, can they buy it? Or is that? All policies include windstorm and hail. It's okay. called windstorm and hail. And, and the reason is, let's say if you lived in 
here lately, it seems like where I live, but if you were to live in North Texas, it's more tornado prone. Mm-hmm. Let's say a tornado comes by and lifts your roof off. That's still considered a windstorm activity. So all, all insurance policies include the windstorm and hail. Um, it just depends on where you're at, uh, where, where your home's located to, to drive the cost of it. Got so, it. Little, you know, closer to the coast, higher, farther away, cheaper, except in the Dallas area. Um, it seems to kind of equal out up there, but for some weird reason. And so let me, let me bring it here because we, we've kind of touched on this uh, quite a few times. What is the importance of working with an independent PNC agent or property casualty agent? Well, there's two really main reasons. One, um, you know, we, we kind of give you the power to choose. You don't, you're not just set in stone with one company. Let's say you were, you've been with one company. I'm not going to name names, but you've been with one company for um, 20 years. Just you're happy with them. Great service. But uh, let's say they take an increase on their homeowner's insurance. The only way for them to lower that premium is to lower your coverage, raise your deductibles. Um, where an independent agent, if I had you marked with the carrier and that carrier took a 15% increase, which was a two or $300 increase on your, on your monthly, uh, on your annual statement, I just hit the reshop button and we find you another carrier. Um, I have 30 uh, plus uh, I have 30 A plus carriers um, to choose from. So there's not a reason that your bill should ever, if you're an insured of mine, that your bill should ever go up more than 50 to a hundred dollars a year with the reshop option. Um, and then the second, I think I kind of combined the two. <laughs> Sorry, I, I said one and two, but then I kind of combined the two. And then just, just because we're all about generations here, let me ask you this. What is something that you come across the most for, for like a millennial, for example, what is something that, that you experience. <laughs> I see Billy Wayne shaking his head. I think I fall in that millennial category, but um, so basically um, when I, you know, I'm talking obviously the 20 or 30 years, um, you know, they, they've hunkered down and they're, they're not changing. Now millennials, um, they're, they're changing even before their terms up, you know, my buddy said I could get it cheaper here or such and such said this. So, uh, the millennials, uh, I, I would, I would seem the, the older crowd would be more of a, a I'm not going to say a pain, but, uh, a, a headache of a customer than, than the younger crowd. Um, <laughs> that's completely the opposite. Um, it is completely the opposite. So, so they're uh, shopping around more is what you're saying. Very <laughs> much so jumping around left and right. And I mean, there's not a chance they'll ever get a longevity discount. <laughs> so it's, uh, <laughs> It's crazy. So now let me ask you just a totally off the wall question. Okay. Yeah. So you being, because I, I know you, mm-hmm. you love smoking meat like yes. that. So let me make sure I spell it. Smoking meat. M E A T. Correct. Doesn't get confused. All Thank right. You. So with that, if you had to choose between being a vegan for the rest of your life or a vegetarian, which one would you choose? <laughs> That's um, not a very nice question. I don't even really know Walter. what a vegan, you know, what qualifies you vegan. So, um, and I hate vegetables. So vegetarian, I don't think so. <laughs> so I don't know what a vegan is. No. Per, per se. Oh, so, man. 
I, just, I wish people could see his face because he, he is the biggest meat eater that I know. So oh, yeah. he's like, no, neither. I'd, I'd rather I, die than to pick one. I'm not sure what qualifies you as vegan, so I don't really know. <laughs> you would hate it. Okay, there we go. Yeah, it would be really, it would, it would not be something that you would enjoy. So Colton, <laughs> you brought that up because you know I got a freezer full of meat, right? Uh, well, yeah. It could be good if the meat shortage, you know, is coming. That's what we heard. Yeah, yeah. we get a half a cow every year. So you buy it from the rodeo? No, my cousin raises cows uh, oh, on my grandmother's property. So yeah. very good. Well, that's awesome. awesome. Yeah, we'll we'll have to come over and see you so you can Heck smoke yeah. some of come yeah smoke some of our delicious beef. <laughs> All right, Colton, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring us back. I'm gonna bring us back. So Billy Wayne, what generation are you in? Uh, I guess I would be considered a millennial. Uh, see, he um, says that. Is, he... is that, uh, you know, I was born in 85, I don't know. Yeah, but yeah, I, so I think what happened, and Colton, we haven't really talked about this a lot, but I feel like the Y Jenners disappeared, right? There used yeah. to be this Y generation, and they all got pushed either into millennial or they get pushed into X Gen. Yeah. So, Billy, I, Billy Wayne, I'm okay with you being a Y Jenner. I just, let's just, let's just do it. All right, we got three good. generations here. He's a millennial. Once I don't get to hear those dang millennials, and then I think I'm included <laughs> in that. You know. <laughs> All right. So here's the second part of that question, Billy Wayne. Which generation do you most identify with? Uh, definitely the uh, uh, Y Gen, I guess. Or the okay, X Geners. X Gen. Yeah. See, I win, Colton. I win. No doubt. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. But, Colton asked about a podcast. I was like, "Do we do this over the phone or on the internet, on the computer?" I didn't even know. So. I love it. I love it, <laughs> Billy Wayne. Thank you so much for being here with us today. We were super excited to have you come and talk to us about these hot topics. Right, a lot of people, especially in our area, are really concerned about windstorm and flood, and uh, especially as we move into the summer into hurricane season. Oh, so, thank please. you for joining us. Would you one more time just say your name and? You probably want to spell your last name for us, uh, the name of your insurance company, and then give our audience your contact information. And you probably have to spell that out for us as well. Yes, absolutely. Uh, once again, my name is Billy Wayne Nesesta. Uh, that is N-E-S-R-S-T-A. I am an agency owner at Goosehead Insurance, uh, independent agency. Um, my direct line is 713 882-5758. And my email is billywayne.nacesta that I just spelled at goosehead.com. Thank Perfect. you guys so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Absolutely, Billy Wayne. And I want to thank you, but also I want to thank our sponsor again, Jim Butcher, who again is a relationship banker with Allegiance Bank. Um, and last thing, I mean, we're grateful to have you, Billy Wayne. You, you are an expert in your field. That's why we had you out today. So thank you for coming on. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate it. Enjoy your weekends. If there is a certain professional or profession that you want to hear from, leave us a comment in this week's Facebook post. Also, we'd love for you to subscribe and share this podcast. Colton, it's all uh, you, man. All right, Billy Wayne. Here we go. You might need to cook a steak real quick because it, nah, it takes me pretty quick to get through this, actually. But I got to give a disclosure. Here we go. So my name is Colton Cocker with Sherman McKinley Group, LLC. We are located at 820 South Brunswick Drive, Suite 207, friends with Texas 77546, phone number 281-992-5698. Securities offered through Next Financial Group, Inc., member FINRA Pacific. Sherman McKinley Group is not an affiliate of Next Financial Group, Inc.
Boom. This concludes this week's podcast. Tune in next week for another exciting episode of Bridge the Gap, Connecting Business Perspectives. And Trisha, we just did that today. Yes, we did. Well done, guys. <laughs>